You're listening to Triple A Uncensored. I'm your host, Allie G, and in this podcast, we talk about things all of you can achieve. Let's navigate through life together, whether this be health, relationships, beauty, fitness, and so much more. If you feel like your life is, at times, a shit show like mine, I welcome you to join me on this journey. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode nine. Today, we are going to talk about my experience with an eating disorder. So trigger warning, if you can't hear about eating disorders, um, go ahead and exit the episode. I mean, I did put it in the description, but just in case. Um, And this is something that's been a very vulnerable part of my life. So bear with me if I get emotionally sidetracked because this topic has just impacted my life in two very different times and very different ways. And I just want to make sure that I get it all out there and don't forget things. Um, so I'm going to be specifically talking about anorexia. I don't want to talk on all types of eating disorders just because I don't personally have experience with them. So I don't feel like I can contribute much to a discussion on them. Um, but for those of you who don't know, eating disorders can vary. They don't just affect the skinny, frail people. They're serious health conditions and they affect not just your physical health, but your mental health too. And these conditions include problems Um, with how you view or like how you think about food, your eating, your weight, your shape, and your eating behaviors. The most common eating disorders are anorexia, bulimia, binge eating, which all of these can have a detrimental effect on your daily life and they're potentially life-threatening if they're not treated in a timely manner. So I'll quickly go over like what each type of disorder is in case you're just not familiar with them. First off being um, binge eating, and obviously that one's pretty self-explanatory. It means eating a large quantity of food in a short amount of time. And you'll do this and consume like a high amount of calories in one sitting. Because a lot of times people will diet like too strictly thinking that they can't have anything to eat all day or they might have just like one meal. They just try to keep their calories as low as possible. And then by the end of the day, they're just starving. So they sit and they binge eat and they completely destroy any progress they could have made. And I don't know if I'd even call it progress in this situation because the way that they're doing things is just unsafe and unhealthy. Um, which any diet that's too extreme is going to cause a negative side effect. And honestly, I hate the word diet because that just triggers your mind into this bullshit mindset of restrictiveness. And that's just not an an enjoyable way to live. Most people who binge eat, they are overweight, but not all the time. You can be completely normal weight and still struggle with this specific eating disorder And keep in mind, if you do this once in a blue blue moon, that's not disordered eating. Everyone has a tendency to binge eat at times. That's normal. But if you're consistently doing this and you don't have control over it, and like I said, you're like restricting yourself for long periods of time and then you sit and binge, that's when it becomes a problem. And typically people with disordered eating like this have like unresolved trauma or an underlying mental health condition that's going untreated, which is actually kind of true about all eating disorders we're going to talk about. So next is bulimia nervosa, which it's similar to binge eating because it kind of includes the same process. You'll go like an extended period of time fasting and then you binge on a large quantity of food. But the difference is with bulimia, 
You have an intense fear of gaining weight and you will do absolutely anything to avoid this. So after a binge, you'll force yourself to discard or purge what you just consumed, which can be done by like vomiting or overuse of laxatives, which is a whole different problem in itself because bulimia causes severe GI problems, chronic dehydration, can cause sore throat and tooth enamel decay from the acid of vomiting. And this eating disorder will have people frequently visiting the restroom after eating. So that's a sign to look out for if you're worried about someone you know and you think that they might be struggling with an eating disorder. Just watch out for those frequent visits. Um, People with bulimia will also excessively exercise to try to rid the calories they consume. And bulimia usually affects girls or women, and it often begins like late teen years, early adulthood. So these are also specific times that you want to pay close attention to your loved ones. And just make sure, as always, like you're you're encouraging body positivity and not enforcing the diet culture. There's a difference in enforcing like a healthy lifestyle versus the diet culture. Um, last but not least, the... Um, eating disorder I struggled with is anorexia nervosa, and it's possibly the most dangerous eating disorder. Um, You know, unfortunately, I have experienced this one twice in my life already, just by age 30. So anorexia is characterized by an abnormally low body weight and intense fear of eating and gaining weight and a distorted perception of just weight in general. So people with anorexia will go through extreme efforts to get thin and stay thin, and it's still never thin enough. People with this eating disorder will severely restrict what they intake, but anorexia isn't so much about the food. It's more so about their body image, and it's something they use to cope with emotional problems that they're experiencing. Anorexia can easily take over your life. And it's fucking hard to get back to a normal pattern of eating and exercising and living. P.S. If you can hear the hacking in the background, that is my two dogs. I only have two here out of the three and they're not doing construction today. So I figured it's probably the most quiet time for me to try to record. And I would lock them out, but when I lock them out, they are they're freaking stuck to my side. So when I lock them out, they sit and cry at the door and bark, which is even more annoying than them hacking and wrestling in the background. (laughs) So um, to do this podcast, I was looking at more professional ways of saying things. And just reading the articles about anorexia was just so triggering and it makes me want to sit and cry. So I'm not going to like list facts or do things in a professional way. I'm just going to bluntly tell you my story and how it went. So the first time that I struggled um, with anorexia, I think I was age 11. I know for sure I was in sixth grade because my sixth grade school photo is awful. I look so frail and so sick. I'm so pale. My, My cheeks are sunken. I've got dark circles under my eyes. My hair is so brittle and thin and long. Um, So, yeah, I I don't know what specifically started it back then because it was so long ago. And 
I struggle with memory issues. I don't know. Is it normal to not really remember sixth grade? Like I remember some key points, but, but not much. Um, but I remember like up, up until then, like I never ate school food. I was so picky about my food. I would only eat lunches brought from home. And even if my mom changed anything in my lunch, it would throw me into a spiral and I wouldn't eat it. Like even down to, I would have a turkey and cheese sandwich. And if the turkey was a different brand or like not the specific kind of turkey I was used to eating, I wouldn't eat it, which I guess is probably part of OCD. I'm sure that that was an OCD tendency I had, you know, growing up because I'm still kind of the same way. Like I eat the same breakfast every single day currently. I think I've ate the same breakfast every single day for a year, maybe more. I don't know, but that's besides the point. So yeah, it was, it was sixth grade. I like wouldn't eat my lunch. And I think that's what started it is I would just like not eat if I, if it wasn't exactly what I wanted, I just wouldn't eat. And I would give my lunch away to other kids in my class. Cause there was some bigger boys and I won't name them, but I honestly remember exactly who I gave my lunch to. Um, but a tray wasn't enough to fill them. So I was like, here, you can have my lunch. And I just quit eating. And I, it wasn't, I don't think that it was for body image, but I guess it, it partly was. Um, I was kind of an ugly duckling. I was not popular in school and I, I think I've mentioned before that I may have had like some mean girl qualities when I was growing up. And if I ever hurt you, I'm so sorry. I, I truly am. That's not who I am. But I think that I just felt so insecure that I would project that onto other people and just being mean to other people to avoid someone being mean to me, if that makes sense. And no blame to my mom at all, but, and and I don't think that this was at this age, but I do remember when I was younger, um, she was always very, very petite. And when I was, um, like starting to wear, you know, more mature clothes, I remember her like picking clothes up and being like, oh, I would love to borrow this, but it would just be way too big on me. Like these jeans are so cute, but they would be huge on me. And just things like that. And I don't think she meant it in like such a derogatory way, but it definitely came across that way. Um, But specifically in sixth grade, when it came to like light, when people understood what was happening, um, I was going through like numerous medical tests, you know, because the doctors couldn't figure out why I was losing weight. And I guess I would eat a little bit at home, but not much. And both my parents worked a lot. So I don't think they paid that much attention to what I was eating or keeping track of anything. But I was always sick. I was always missing school. And my mom was taking me to my doctor and they were trying to run tests. And I remember like one time they wanted to do like a GI series where you have to drink the barium um, contrast. And they flavored it strawberry or something. But if you've ever had barium contrast, like it's that thick, white, nasty shit. And they gave it to me to drink. And I was like, nope, not drinking this. And they're like, no, you have to. And I was like, nope, not drinking this, not going to do it. And my mom would get so embarrassed because I would flat out refuse these tests. I would refuse to drink anything. And there was one that they tried giving me. I, I assume it was contrast, but at the time I'm not sure, you know, 
Um, it was like a lemon lime liquid drink that they wanted me to drink instead of the barium to do some kind of scan, but wouldn't drink that either. I took one sip. It was gross. So I was like, nope, I'm done not drinking this. It was very, very stubborn, which for those of you who know me, you know, that's not a surprise. I'm just a stubborn freaking person. Um, but we were trying to go through these tests. I wouldn't do them. I wouldn't, you know, follow the instructions and, Mom was getting very stuck or very frustrated because I was so stubborn. And it was October when I remember I was on my way to school and I didn't feel good. I was very like faint, like lightheaded, had a headache, just didn't feel good. And we were supposed to go to um, Fright Fest at Six Flags after school that day. And I was like, not really feeling good and I didn't really want to go to school, but I still wanted to go to Fright Fest. And mom's like, you know, no, you need to eat something. If you're not feeling good, we can't go. So she was like, you really need to eat something. I was like, no, I'm not hungry. She's like, no, Allie, like you're going to eat something. And then she got me a yogurt and a Gatorade. And she's like, you need to finish this before school. And I was like, no, I, I can't. And she's like, why? I was like, I just can't. And we went in and we sat in the principal's office and a counselor came in and they were like, you need to eat this and drink this Gatorade. And I was like, no, I can't. No, I'm not going to. Flat out refused. And my mom's like, my mom was like, if you're not going to eat or drink this, we're going to take you to the hospital and they're going to put you in the hospital and admit you. I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> um, and I guess that, you know, she had talked to the doctor because maybe they suspected this at this point, but she's like, all right, well, we're going to go to the hospital and we're not going to go to Fright Fest. And I was devastated because I was going with my friend TJ and I was like, we have to go to Fright Fest. She's like, no, Allie, you're sick. You're not eating. You're not drinking. You can't go to school. You're not healthy. Like we're going to the hospital. And so I don't really remember what transpired. I do know I got admitted to the hospital and I think I was there for like a week or two. I faintly remember them like weighing me every single day and being on like fluids and certain diet, but it was hospital food. Like who's going to eat hospital food? And they were trying to do scans while I was inpatient. And I, I don't know. I don't even know what the answer was. I don't know what they came up with. But I do remember being in the hospital for a while and then they started me on Zoloft because I guess they thought it was like a depression thing. And I hated Zoloft. My mom hated me on Zoloft. She said I was like a zombie. I just wasn't myself. And it, she felt like it made my eating problem and my like sickness worse. But I don't even know how I came out of it. I don't know how I stopped the medicine. I went into seventh grade and... I was better. I mean, I was boy crazy. I was eating. I started eating school food in seventh grade because I think they had a la carte. Maybe not. Maybe it was just more like grown up food. I don't know. But I, I do remember I started eating at school. Oh, it was because it was embarrassing to bring your lunch. And when you're in middle school, that's embarrassing. You don't want to carry a lunchbox around. So I started eating school food and I got more friends and I was more outgoing and I started cheerleading. So I became active and I don't know, I just got better and I didn't struggle. And then I think through high school, I was pretty okay. Um, I don't remember any difficulties there. I, I, don't, I do remember like getting really bad migraines. I, pro I probably was getting those if I was getting like 
a little dehydrated or malnourished. So I knew like to intake more Um, because you learn your body and you kind of know what's going on. And then college was fine. I mean, I partied hard, which we've talked about in prior episodes. I was fine. I, I had a job. I went to school. Everything was great. Um, fast forward until what well, it's 2023 now, I guess 2021, maybe. Um, me and my current fiance started doing 75 hard, which a little bit before this 75 hard, I started struggling. Um, I remember we ate like a really fatty meal and I got super sick from it, like super nauseous. But we were in the heat all day working out at his farm and I got super nauseous and thought I was going to get sick. Well, that's a whole other story for a whole other day. I have a metaphobia. If you've never heard of a metaphobia, you can Google it. But basically, it's like an intense, intense, I can't even describe how intense, fear of vomiting. And sounds stupid, I know, but it's just a body function. I just, I don't know how to describe it. I am scared to death of puking myself. I'm scared of anyone else around me puking. That's why I've been so scared to have kids. I'm 30 and I don't have kids because I'm scared to death of kids getting sick. Um, Like I said, that's a story for a different day. I'll probably do a podcast episode on emetophobia because it's way more common than people think. And I'm just learning that now as an adult. But anyway, that day I got super, super nauseous and I thought I was going to get sick, which in turn, like return freaked me out because I am scared of that. And then kind of passed, didn't really think about it. But then it happened again a couple days later. We were at a restaurant and we were eating and I took like two bites of my meal. And it was also very greasy. It was like a brisket mac and cheese, but it was very greasy. And like two or three bites in, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be sick. So I ran to the bathroom, like spit the food out and like almost passed out because I was so nervous because I thought that I was going to get sick. And I was like, I don't know what this is. This food I'm eating is just making me sick. I just need to lay off food for a little bit. And I was getting kind of chunky and we had planned on starting 75 hard anyway. So I was like, okay, well, like this will kind of be good for me because on this, I have to be following a strict diet. So I'll be eating healthy. I won't be eating these like greasy foods. Um, So I don't remember the exact dates, but we started 75 hard, which if you don't know what that is, quick rundown. It's a strict diet, two workouts a day, gallon of water a day. Um, workouts are 45 minutes each, uh, progress photo every day, read 10 pages of a self-help book every day, no alcohol. I think that covers it, but we started that and we did 75 hard for, I think we got today 55, but when I followed a strict diet, it was so far beyond strict. It's unreal. I basically quit eating. Um, I was doing two workouts a day, like I said, 45 minutes each. So I was, whatever I was eating, I was completely draining it, you know, in these workouts. And I was getting thinner and thinner and thinner. And in my eyes, I was not thin enough still. I mean, I was still seeing me as chunky, but my family started questioning it. My fiance was obviously questioning it because he saw me at home not eating and like freaking out when I would try to eat and people that I worked with were starting to get nervous and like questioning 
like what's going on. And there was a couple days that I had to get fluids at work because I was on the verge of passing out. And um, hang on, I got to get a drink. Um, so I remember one day they were like, you need to go home. Like you need to get this figured out. You know, you're so frail and like about to pass out. You can hardly work. And I was like really, really struggling with my mental health at this point. And not, I was going to say luckily, but like not luckily because this was another devastating thing. Um, a tornado hit my fiance's family farm. So he had to dedicate all of his time to helping clean up and rebuild, which is still being done to this day. But we had to quit 75 hard because he couldn't dedicate the time to do it. And I wasn't going to do it alone. And at this point, honestly, he strongly advised that I quit because he was so scared. And a lot of my family was like, just eat, like just eat. And I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like if I could just eat, I would, but I became so fearful of food. So fearful food would make me sick. So fearful food would make me gain weight. So fearful of all these things. And I was seeing my counselor trying to work through it. And it didn't start with a body image thing. It started with the emetophobia kind of thing, like food making me sick, but it became a body image thing. Um, as most anorexia spouts do. Um, But was working through it with my counselor and, you know, started medication to try to help increase my appetite. And it was just slow progress. And so I decided my work environment was the problem. I was like, you know what? My work environment's toxic. I hate it. I'm going to do something else and see if that helps. So I took a traveling job um, in radiology and I went to my first assignment. I was like, I just need a change of scenery, change of, you know, places and work and friends. And my best friend actually lives down where I was taking my travel assignment. And I thought that would be really good for me to spend some time with him. And I got down there and probably was one of the worst things I could have done when I was in such a bad place because I was living by myself for almost four hours away from home. But the luckily the assignment that I got was the best ever. I had the best time there, the best people. I loved it. Honestly, if I could work there full time for the rest of my life, I would, but it's just not here and here is home. And so anyway, like I I love the job itself, but even they were like within weeks, they were like, Hey, are you okay? Like we noticed like you don't eat, you don't take a lunch. You know, you're almost passing out often. You're having to like run outside shaking. I was, I was having panic attacks and I was just trying to keep everything on the DL because I didn't want people knowing. And, um, I kind of, you know, confided in some people there and told them what was going on. So they kept an eye out on me, but it was just dangerous to be doing that and dangerous for my patients because I work in healthcare. I think I've mentioned before, you know, I'm a radiology tech, which is x-ray. And I, I don't know how I was taking care of my patients because I wasn't even taking care of me. And I was just in such a bad place. And so 
I decided after that assignment was up, I was going to take an assignment closer to home. And that way I was only going to be working an hour and a half from home. But this next assignment was so toxic. I truly have PTSD from this assignment, the place that it was. And I got to my thinnest point um, while I was working there because I was on high alert at all times. My anxiety was the highest it's ever been. Medication wasn't touching it. I was trying like CBD oil. Um, that wasn't touching it. Counseling wasn't helping. I was supposed to do six months at this assignment and I got three months in and my fiance was like, you're quitting. Like you're not going back there. You're already in such a bad place. And this place is putting you in an even worse spot. So no more. So like I had to quit and we decided between the two of us, you know, it was best that I just take three months off work, which I took three months at the time. We didn't know how much time I was going to take, but we were just like, you need to take some time off and figure this out. So I did, I took, like I said, I took three months off work. I went from my BMI being underweight to, which I'm five, almost five, eight. I think I got down to weighing like 119 at my lowest, which is not a bad weight, but I mean, for my height, it's, it's underweight and I looked very malnourished. I didn't see it in my eyes, but my fiance was like, Allie, I see every bone in your body, like your ribs, your spine, your elbows, your shoulders, your collarbone, like everything, your, your face is sunken. It's grossing me out. And he didn't say it to hurt my feelings or to be mean. He was just trying to get it through my thick head that I was looking so sick and he was worried. My counselor was worried and my family was worried, but I went in that time that I was um, off work, I joined Beachbody, which is now Body, which I'm not coaching for them anymore, but I became like a partner or a coach. And I was like, this is the best way. Like, I'm going to be helping people just like me get healthy. And that was all, my only goal. I wasn't trying to gain weight. I wasn't trying to lose weight. I wasn't trying to do anything, make a ton of money with this. I was like, I need to get healthy. I need people beside me that are getting healthy. And that's all I'm concerned about was health. And so I started with like safe foods. I was eating lots of peanut butter and crackers, grilled cheese, Panera, um, grilled cheese and tomato soup was my go-to. That was my favorite. And I was getting up every day, eating the same foods every day because they were safe. I was exercising, not like hit or intense workouts or like strength training, just some simple exercise to get my body in a better place because I had been treating it badly for so long. And at this point in time, I'm now on the opposite side of the BMI scale. I am way overweight, um, which I actually went shopping for swimsuits today because I don't have any that fit me and it's Memorial Day weekend. We're supposed to go to the river tomorrow, but also sizing and women's clothing and all that that's another topic for another day because all of that is bullshit as well but anyway yeah I'm the biggest I've ever been but I'm also probably not the healthiest I've ever been but I'm pretty darn close mentally I'm in a way better place um I finally went back to work I went back to the job that I was at before I left to go travel and it was not such a toxic place like I thought it was. Um, I was just in such a toxic 
mindset at the time I left. Um, it was good for me to go back doing a job I know with people I know, with people who love and care about me and understand what I've gone through. Um, because at this point, I have completely wrecked my body. So my metabolism sucks. And that's why I'm gaining all this weight. I have tons of GI issues, which is in return making me miss more work than I ever would before. My mental health is way, way, way better, but also still struggles at times. So sometimes I'm just like panicking and anxious and having to miss work. And I'm thankful that I have a job that understands what I'm going through. Um, you know, I consider myself blessed for that because a lot of workplaces don't give a shit about you or your life or your personal business. Um, but I have friends there who, who care and check in. And now I, you know, since, like I said, I wrecked my body. So I've had to see like a cardiologist, um, they think I have pot syndrome. My heart rate's really high. It's hard for me to work out. I had an episode of passing out in my front yard. Still can't figure out why that happened. So I'm just trying to like get myself into order, get my health back, um, trying to take supplements and protein. And I'm still eating my safe foods sometimes when I'm feeling super anxious about eating. But I've branched out and I'm doing really good about adding new things. I still have not ate in a restaurant for over a year now. Something about eating in public is super triggering for me. I think it's because like when I was starting to go down, like, down this downhill slide, I ate that meal when I got really, really sick and had to run to the bathroom. And like since then, it's just, I don't know, it's like so triggering in my mind that I'm going to get sick in a restaurant. I cannot eat in a restaurant. It's going to make me sick. So I'm working on that. That's my next step. I really need to get into a restaurant and sit down and have a meal with my fiance because I know that it's taken a toll on him because like we don't get to really have date nights because I'm so anxious about going out. But I'm doing better and I'm so thankful that he stood by my side through this. I mean, he even put a ring on it while I was in the midst of this like horrible life crisis he was like, you know what? I love her. I want to support her. I want to be there for her and be her rock. And he asked me to marry him. And we're getting married. And I think it's like 82 days away from now. So super excited, which is another thing. I just went and picked up my wedding dress. And just since January, when I went wedding dress shopping, I've gained apparently a ton of weight. So my wedding dress that I ordered two sizes bigger than what I tried on in January doesn't fit. So now I'm on a mission to lose like 10 or 15 pounds in a healthy way without worrying about my body image, you know, without restricting myself. I'm still eating good food, just trying to do it in a better manner and getting some exercise, you know, things like that. So I don't know. I mean, I think that kind of covers my story about what I went through. You know, I've reached out to some friends that I know have struggled and I've tried to, you know, be just like a helping hand, listening ear, because I know where they're at. I've been there. You know, I've been hospitalized. I've done the therapy. I've done the meds. I have done all the things eating disorder related. Um, just to end this, if you know someone who's struggling, just all you can do is support them. You don't have to understand what they're going through. You don't have to. Don't, for please, for the love of God, don't say, just eat just eat, just gain weight. It's not that hard. 
it is hard. You're not the one going through it. You have no clue what they're going through. They are struggling physically, mentally, emotionally. You just need to be there and support them and encourage them and only spread like positive words to them. They don't need your negativity. You know, being worried is one thing, but try to stay positive with them. Um, I would give you resources, but honestly, I didn't even look up resources for this. Um, There's, if you just Google eating disorder resources, you know, anorexia resources, etc., you'll find all the information you need. Um, Definitely recommend getting a therapist if you're the one going through this. You're not going to make it through without therapy. You need a good counselor to coach you on the right steps on how to get past this. I am always willing to share more about my story or share you more about or share more about like the meds that helped me, but I'm not a doctor. I cannot give medical advice. You should see your own primary doctor. You should see your own psychiatrist or counselor. You should check yourself into an eating disorder clinic. There's one in St. Louis that I looked into called Alsana. It's A-L-S-A-N-A. That is a resource I know because I almost went there. You can do inpatient treatment, outpatient treatment, virtual treatment. Um, There's so many options. Please don't sit and struggle. Your life truly depends on it. And I hope and pray that you get better. And if you know someone, just say a prayer for them because we're struggling. You know, it's hard. We're all struggling anyway. Life is hard right now. Um, If you like this podcast, please rate and review it. Share it with your friends. That's how I'm going to grow. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I know it's not an enjoyable topic, but I hope you found it insightful. And I hope you learned things that you can kind of look out for with your friends and family and loved ones. And anyway, make it a great day or not. The choice is yours. I'll talk to you next time.